Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Shit bowling ideas back and forth. Hippie science. Right. right. It's not science science. It's almost like I'm trying to call for just people to just be better. That we could have some kind of study on these type of Her mother was on board, I guess. Of course yeah. she was. She got pretty and... on board and didn't have to fuck the man to do it. <laughs> Our devil's advocate type stance here. See you Jessica. And you're Seth. And this is the Hippie Science Variety Hour. So, lately, you and I, Jessica, have been talking a lot about um, separating art from the artist. It's been a, a pretty big theme just lately in the culture. You know, for the last few years, it's it's been coming up a lot. It really has, because the world is surrounded with pedophiles. <laughs> lots of pedophiles. <laughs> People like pedophiles. diddling kids for some reason, man. Yeah, I mean, and it goes it goes beyond that too, right? Yeah, um, it does. I mean, you know, Bill Cosby, for instance, right? right? <clears throat> you and I are both big comedy fans, huge comedy and fans. Growing up, I kind of idolized that man. I, I did was, too. I was a very, very big Bill Cosby fan growing up. I think up. most people did. They grew up. That was America's dad, kind of thing. You know, Certainly. like. Certainly. And, I mean, um, Louis C.K., I was a big fan of his, too. Do we need to do a disclaimer, you think? These are all allegations. We're not... I mean, Bill Cosby's in jail. Bill Cosby is, but C.K. Lewis isn't. Uh, Louis C.K. That's Yep, that one. <laughs> he, he isn't in jail, but he publicly admitted that yeah. the women were telling the truth. Oh, did he? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Right after it happened, he released a, a statement in the New York Times saying what these women are saying are true, uh, what I did was wrong, and I'm sorry for it. Whoa. Right. I mean, like the next day. Hmm. Yeah. The day after the story broke, Louis owned up to it. I'm still which not I, okay with him. I understand. <laughs> Lots of people have a lot of problems with that man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But he is certainly one of the most prominent comics of the modern era. Right? You're, you're right over there. Yeah. You don't have to draw attention. I was burping. <laughs> okay. I mean, my God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh that's that's certainly a thing, right? So we've been looking into a lot a lot of examples of this, not just from the modern times, but from, you know, further back. Not not a crazy long way back, but I mean there was plenty of terrible shit going on. I back mean before then too. our time. Way before our time. Yeah. Um you know, I'm going as Edgar Allan Poe for Halloween and Ooh. Yeah, it's Ooh. not it's not good on Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> he would not be a friend of mine. Um, no, no, no. I mean, he kind of seemed like a, a a shitty dude just in general. I think a lot of people didn't like him. Yeah, especially later in life. Um, after his wife died, his wife being his first cousin, I believe, who was yes, thirteen lots of years first old. Cousins around in that time, right? Thirteen years old when they were married. Mm-hmm. Um, and the family Einstein did the same thing. Einstein. I don't think Einstein's wife was underage. By I was some looking, reports, when I they was, first started, she was underage. Okay. I and was looking he it up planned, earlier. And he, uh, before, so he was married, and then... <clears throat> then he had an affair with his cousin. Yeah. But before he proposed to her, he considered proposing to her daughter instead. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he, he married her being attracted to her daughter. Mm-hmm. Right. That That's was not problem. great. <laughs> not great <laughs> so you know we say all of this um to to absolutely recognize that these were very very flawed people very right but that doesn't diminish what they made 
Right? Exactly. I mean, you're never going to catch me, you know, talking down about the Telltale Hearts. Yeah. Um, nor, I mean, Bill Cosby himself, that was a great album. Um, a lot of Louis C.K. stuff was really great. Uh, Einstein changed physics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, you know, he just changed physics. You know. So there's been this reoccurring thought through the research of this that kind of has haunted me in a way mm-hmm. to think, so, so many of these great people that we look up to for what they created, what they contributed to society, whether it be someone like Picasso, Einstein, Churchill, you know, Michael Jackson, R. Kelly, go on and on and on Weinstein um all of this do you think that there in order to achieve those levels of greatness there has to be some level of depravity like for their for that for the mental capacity to reach that level like for your creativity and your exploration to go that far outside of the norm do you think it almost goes hand in hand with the sexual depravity? Um, I've been wondering the same thing. Yeah. And it's very, very, very difficult to parse out. It really is. So, right. Uh-huh. Uh, when we said earlier, allegations, uh, definitely none of the stuff to Michael Jackson's ever been definitively proven, I don't think. But it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good at all. R. Kelly, I mean, R. Kelly looks has, very, very bad. And he has cleared all of his allegations. He yeah. was acquitted as well, but just the optics don't look good on either one of those situations. They certainly don't. They just don't. So, I really, I wish, and, and I really wish that we could have some kind of study on these type of people, right? But I don't see how you could ever do that. How could you ever quantify it? Like, that's the... How could you do a study on something like hmm, that? Maybe some sort of some sort of an fMRI scan, mm-hmm. right? Where you you know you take them, observe them trying to write a song, maybe like you know, trying to create in R. Kelly's whatever. Case. Yeah, trying to create, mm-hmm. and then oh, I'm sorry, <clears throat> and then maybe also do something kind of titillating and see how it crosses over in their brains okay see if the same pleasure centers right and the maybe. same centers of your brain light up okay i see what you're saying yeah but uh, i mean I, I can absolutely see that because music is pleasurable jokes are pleasurable right i mean art in general it's not always meant to evoke a pleasurable feeling but it certainly stimulates you in a way that you want to be stimulated most of the time it lives in that world though right yeah but the thing that's so glaringly just unique about most of these people is most of the allegations against them are for you know minors yeah they are and you know take someone who you know was you know notoriously just fucking their way through a tour (laughs) you know maybe maybe you get it like ozzy osbourne Mm -hmm. that guy was that guy was banging everyone left and right yeah he was but i don't think there's ever simmons Ugh. But there's never been underage people that have come out about them. Right. No, they're... To my knowledge. I wouldn't be surprised if we heard some Me Too-ish type things about Gene Simmons, because he seems like a kind of creepy guy. I wouldn't either, just... At the same time, though, like, 
also when doing this research, you have to take into consideration what was happening at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there wasn't this field of thought that women had a right to their body and that you, as a male, did not have the right to objectify them, to put your hands on them, etc. That was not part of the culture then. Right, that's that's much more recent. It's much more recent. Um, I mean, even in something like that show Mad Men where you've tried to get me to watch, the that was the normal climate of the office then was for the secretary to get her ass slapped. Right. You know, and but so there has to be some kind of filter in which we look at these things to judge them by what was happening at the time. Like, for instance, when we're talking about Einstein and um, Poe marrying their first cousin, that really wasn't that unheard of then. Yeah, that's to exactly us, it's very gasping. Yeah. Um, yeah, to us, the thought of marrying your first cousin, and uh, who, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, right? Yeah, he, he did, did that. and ended his career. 13-year-old. Uh, thir- yeah, she was young. Co- and, but that was a l- quite a while ago. That was like uh, f- at least... 50 60 years ago right yeah it was but it still ended his career like that he did not bounce back from that no i mean i've seen jerry lee lewis play at memphis and may several times i lived down the street from him growing up did you really yeah i really did oh that must have been interesting (laughs) yeah he was there were always uh so he had this really long white fence right and i'm talking like long as hell right and everybody would graffiti it and every and he just kind of gave into it at some point and would repaint it and let everybody fill it back up. When it got filled, he would paint it over again. Yeah, so that's that's a pretty good example, though, right? Yeah. Because marrying his cousin did not really mess up Edgar Allan Poe's career. No, it didn't. I mean, he never really had a, a that good of a career while he was alive. No, he didn't. He he was well known for especially the Raven. Apparently, he he would go. And give talks to to groups of women, and he would recite the Raven, and they would all be fawning over him. Just oh, yeah, they loved the Raven. They wanted to meet. I guess they would call him the Raven. Oh, right? they wanted to meet the Raven. How mysterious! But his family, interestingly enough, they were the ones who were against the marriage. His mm-hmm. family, and oh. it was because she was young, not because she was his cousin. Right. Right. Einstein. That was. They were fairly contemporary. Yeah, they they weren't too keen on the idea. It was they kept it hush 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 really between the two of them. Yeah, for a while. <laughs> Shocker, but yeah. yeah, that really good series, Genius on Hulu, is it? Yeah, it's I on think. Hulu. Yeah, that went through Einstein and Picasso, and I absolutely ate that shit up. I mean, yeah. like binge watched it. I loved it. I've watched some of it, and it was good. What I watched of it, some of the things in in shows like that, especially you know dramatic recreations of history oh, yeah. i really i really want you know wonder about how they play things up and especially with people as glorified as einstein you know they might try to whitewash it some or it was surprisingly didn't seem that whitewashed really yeah even when they portray picasso too in season two because i really thought that they would whitewash picasso yeah because that guy was that guy was rough he was yeah (laughs) (laughs) a little bit rough around the edges not known to be the nicest of gentlemen husband or father no no not at all they did not whitewash that nearly as much i mean they showed the nitty-gritty of it well that's really good yeah i was very surprised yeah so 
it's just it's really hard to tease apart this art and artist thing though yeah it is i mean on every article i was able to find had the exact same problem it's like no one can really get to the point of whether or not it can it can be truly separated and right. another problem was that if it even needed to be like that was one that i remember watching and it was posing the question should it even matter who these people are should their art stand alone like, should it be where we separate, like, okay, so you're a shitty person, but holy crap, look at what he created. Yeah. I do not support that field of thought. I don't think we should be glorifying somebody on any stage at all, regardless of their talents and gifts, if they're a terrible fucking human being. If you're diddling kids, I'm not going to appreciate your art. I'm sorry. I can't. See, I'm, uh, I can feel that sentiment, right? Uh, but I'm, I'm mixed on it, right? Because if we were, you know, if like you said, uh, I, I didn't see this in my research, but I, you know, I take your word for it. Um, if we were to say Einstein doesn't count. Right. Because of that, I mean, we, we would be in a very different place, probably scientifically. Well, I mean, you know? if you took anything and took it out of the culture of these pivotal <clears throat> players in the creative realm, if you took Bill Cosby's work out of it, if you took, you know... Let's say, let me think of somebody that's, if you took Weinstein, I mean, that's pretty, if you took all of those movies away, think about how drastic this culture could be. Exactly. Well, but I mean, at the same imagine time, being able to delete Bill Cosby's influence over like the evolution of comedy. Right. Right. So many comedians, just like us, I mean, idolize that man to an extreme degree growing up. They learned how to tell jokes. Idolize the art. Let's make yeah. that clarification well no i mean pe- pe- people idolized him they did because, before they knew who he yeah, was before they knew who he was right and th- i think there is something to be said for that right to have someone you can look up to yeah right um you don't want that person to later come out as you know a serial rapist you really don't i had a hard time when caught when it came out about cosby so did i when I, it I first really started time. and it was just like one person accusing him i'm like okay Maybe it was the culture, maybe it was, you know, because he was in that time period when it was still okay to cop a fill every once in a while and, hey, sugar tits this. But once it started piling up, I'm like, ooh. Yeah, once you get to dozens. And once you're drugging them. Yeah, drugging drugging is a a uniquely fucked up That's a fine line, yeah. I mean, that's not like just grabbing someone's ass and, and then... You know, overstepping a boundary yeah that's that's, that's like i'm that's I'm putting you to sleep and and raping yeah, you it is i mean it's 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 incredibly fucked up mm-hmm. um but I, I would really like to be able to say if we could only look at bill cosby's comedy or his tv shows right or any any of the stuff he did and say these things are important to the culture and they really should you know not be held under this horrible lens of bill cosby being a fucking monster right i would like that but you really can't anymore no you can't and something i did just dawned on me i mean we're talking all about men but if you talk about someone like roseanne where it was just it wasn't some action she did it was things she said and she gets that whole cancel culture over it and now, you know, her even her reruns of her old shows are taken off the air. They're not even showing the reruns with her. Well, she said they were threatening it. No, they've done it now. Oh, they have? Yeah. 
See, on that last Joe Rogan, she said that. No, she said they were threatening to take her reruns off. On oh, that I last thought she said they did. No, and that to me is very, very messed up. It is. Because back then, she was, I mean, a golden child in all the ways that they would want th- want her to be today. Really, the only reason that they hate her the way they do now is because she likes that one, you know, yeah, candidate, uh, well, actual president. That one political yeah. figure. I mean, listen... Uh, I'm not even going to try to hide the fact I'm no fan of the guy, right? Yeah. You know, I want to stay mm. pretty apolitical on this show, but, you know, I'm I'm not going to sit here and pretend I think he's a, a good guy. Yeah, there's um, no art to separate him from. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. He's just a shitbag. Right. So, I mean, there's nothing great that we can say, but the world's a great... I mean, some people would argue the world's a better place because of Trump. Certainly. I'm not one of those people. If no. you're going to talk about grabbing somebody by the pussy, you do not have my vote. No, no. I wouldn't say you have mine either. <laughs> Just starch feminist comes out right then that right. I'm ready to burn bras. But Roseanne, it's very interesting, right? It so is. separating the art from the artist, Roseanne, back then, stood up for the kind of values that the left would stand up for now. She did. Right? Mm-hmm. And they're pulling off the the episodes of the show that she was standing up for their values back then. Right. Because of who she supports now. hmm Now, that's kind of insane to me. It is insane. It is it, absolutely absurd. I, I'm not really, and didn't plan on getting onto this, but I don't really understand this movement we're seeing where something that someone said 12 years ago is making them irrelevant today. No, it's 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 ridiculous. It absolutely that, is. The way that that's being done, because it's like people, I mean, people just change. They do. You can and say the a really stupid thing. And the culture, social, economic problems change. You know, all of the things that every day there's a new cause. Every day there's a new social justice warrior campaign for something else. You can't expect somebody to be at the same evolution 12 years ago that you yourself weren't even at that the whole society wasn't even there exactly i mean it's like um you look at issues like uh, gay marriage now yeah right? you you're not gonna see i mean even even the people who are traditionally like very hard against it mm-hmm. are are now like you know whatever let people live their lives yeah right? most some <clears throat> president obama was against gay marriage was he really? Yeah, when he first ran, he said he believed marriage was between a man and a woman. Now, oh, wow, I under his that. under his presidency, it was federally legalized. Right, right. But that shows so, you how quickly the climate can change. The climate changed at such a rapid pace that the fact that we are looking at people now, I mean, even five years ago, mm-hmm. five years ago, we were in a completely different climate than we we were than we are now. Yeah, it's changing so fast that to look back at things people have said. And, you know, maybe they've come to their senses. Maybe they've, you know, come to just a better position. That's It's very different. It is. You know, what's crazy now is even Cosby might be contrite. Mm-hmm. But he's so vilified. Yeah. And he is a fucking villain. He is. But the if, he were, to, if he were to come out on his deathbed and say, look, I did horrible, horrible, horrible things. And I'm really, really sorry for it. People would not accept that. I think that there's a certain point where there's not redemption. I'm sorry. There, there certainly is. Yeah. And he and he's very and he much seems very to have much it. surpassed it. Because look, I was I was happy to see his old ass get thrown in a, in Shit, a cage. Yeah, I was too. Look, he had it coming. He did. And do you know how many people like 
What has blown my mind watching these different documentaries that have come out lately about the, about um, like surviving R. Kelly, the leaving Neverland, um, the Bill Cosby, like there was tons, I can't remember the one on Bill Cosby, there was a ton, big one on Bill Cosby too. The amount of people that this one sorry piece of shit fucks up for their life like the ramifications of what these people do they deserve no mercy they deserve no redemption i'm sorry i don't give a flying shit i I mean those those situations damage people on such a level it does it does on such a deep level these to see these women because predominantly i mean let's be honest that's who it is is women or you know, they're now women because they were children then, or, you know, the, uh, men that were young boys in some of the other instances. Um, it's absolutely heartbreaking to see them talk about just this one moment in their life. Even if it happened multiple times, they're usually just discussing one incident, right? You can see the pain all over them that even 20, 30 years later, they're still living like that just happened to them. Right. That I pain mean, is even, still that fresh. Even if it's still not an act of pain, so many people, when that type of thing happens to them, they shut down yeah. emotionally to a degree that will, I mean, they, they never really come back from. They don't. They, they, they're not able to live the rest of their life as freely and, you know, as openly. They might not be able to love with the depth that they could. Right. Or before. they become drug addicts to try to cope with what happened to them, too. Like Corey Fetterman. Feldman. Feldman. That one's it. Yep. He's. I think he said that he didn't get molested. No. <clears throat> yeah, he's. They. I was listening to a radio show about it. I just listened to him on a podcast three days ago talking about it. Really? Yeah. So you know, initially he said I was just his type. I can't believe he didn't do anything to me. No, no, no. He's he he stands adamant that Michael Jackson never did anything to him. Oh, it was someone else. It's did. somebody else. Okay. Yeah, he's the one that started the whole ruckus about Hollywood being controlled by pedophile elite rank. Yeah, so that's absolutely horrifying. And it's <laughs> you know? absolutely fucking true. Well, you know, you're... <laughs> I just say that Listen, like... Yeah, you say it, it, you say it very confidently. You say it very confidently. Very confidently. Now, look, there's a lot There's a lot of that. You see, <clears throat> you see a lot of really powerful Hollywood, um, just people, all mm-hmm. kinds of people, directors, producers, actors, who have notably been tied up in situations like that. Um, there was that, you know, Epstein thing a little while ago where, hmm. I mean, he just had a list of apparently very important people. Tons of people. Yeah. <laughs> They're still debating now. Like a judge is trying to decide if the list is going to be released in full or redacted. And there's people that are like, that are on the list that are petitioning the judge going, dude, if my name gets released, my life is over. So what? It should be. <gasps> so I'm sorry. I, so I do... I wonder about that, right? Now... If they just got mixed up in it? So it could be a thing where, you know, he's one of those guys who, if you have a certain taste, he could have hooked you up, right? Mm-hmm. But also, he might have just been like, come to my island, and we can fuck all the locals, you yeah, know? Yeah, let's party and do blow. Yeah. We, we, we can do a bunch of drugs, and we yeah. can have a bunch of sex, and it's not necessarily kids involved. Right. Right. And, listen... You know, I've never been against a good party. Right. <laughs> right. And I, I don't think that, I mean, I would assume, I'm so okay, like, so, 
if I had a friend, if I was someone like Cosby's friend, Epstein, whatever, I just don't see how someone could be evil on that level all the times of their life. Like, I'm sure at some point they were probably a decent person to somebody and they were legitimately just having a business deal, what have you, and somebody got swept up in that. Totally understand. I mean, Cosby pretty notably had a lot of really positive, you know, relationships like that, right? Right. Um, I think a lot of people didn't want to believe it because of how good he was in a lot of instances. And I think a lot of his was because of his wholesome image as well. Oh, hugely. Yeah. Hugely. But it, I mean, it's one of those things where... the dude. The Jello? Tell- oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're telling me Jello? Like, no. Pudding man? Like... Look, you know, I was watching Little Bill when I was a kid. Yeah. You know? And I loved Little Bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's like um, if something were to come out about Mr. Rogers, you know? You watch your mouth, sir. Look, I don't want it. Oof. I don't want that to happen. But it's, I mean, it's, it's very... I'm telling you, the day that happens or something comes out about Bob Ross, I will lose my faith in humanity. <laughs> Bob Ross. Like 100%. I feel like Bob Ross had something dark behind him. No. I mean, he's just too nice. But you could, but he's, why he's is like, that? He's why like, are we um, suspicious of people like that? But then you have somebody like R. Kelly that's producing a song, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number, yeah. and having a video of him pissing on a 13 year old girl. Allegedly. Allegedly. But <laughs> we don't, we don't accept that. But we look at someone like Mr. Rogers, Bob Ross, you know, and go, man, he's too clean. There's got to be something. He's got something in his closet. But those outrageous people, we never, like, man, it's just got to be persona. He really doesn't piss on people. I thought he pissed on people my whole life. I mean, mean, (sighs) listen, my first, like, I knew R. Kelly's music when I was a kid, right? But the first time I started knowing who R. Kelly was, it was about the piss thing. Chappelle. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. See, I mean, that's even part of the culture, like the casting couch. These mm-hmm. things are just a part of the culture where they are that you would think would send off those fire alarms and those red flags and people to go, okay, maybe this really isn't a good person. You know, like if we're joking about it to this extent, maybe it really is real. Like there's yeah, well, always you know, a little bit of truth. Most jokes are kind of rooted in truth. Right. That's what, Yeah. Most strokes are. There's, it's a way to deal with those bigger than we can process moments, and yeah. someone screwing and screwing over people like that is one of those big, too hard to process moments. Yeah. Well, you know the age thing. The age thing's weird. You know, R. Kelly's not a young guy. No, he's you not. Know? But even if you look back at like the Beatles, in one of their songs, they say she was only seventeen. Yep. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know. That's John John Lennon has thoroughly been you know fucking torn down since he died. You know everyone knows John Lennon was kind of a piece of shit, but you don't. You look like you don't. No, I do. Okay, good. I'm, I'm I have a hard time swallowing that one. It is because he was That's John one of fucking the ones Lennon. That it, yeah, it's John fucking Lennon. Like yeah. peace and love. John oh. Lennon was beating his wife, abandoning his kids, and I guess. Just a terrible Saying person. she's only 17, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Evidently just a terrible person. Yeah. but And you don't want to accept the, those 
how is that possible? The duality of the human spirit is absolutely mind-blowing for you to be able to produce such beautiful art that is so moving on every level and that you can create these love songs that are glorifying women you know those those songs that are just the baby making music but Mm -hmm. then you're going to turn around and beat a hoe like that does not (laughs) yeah that's exactly right that doesn't make sense to me but you know i just thought it when earlier we said you know is there just something in artists right? right something something that if if you have the capacity to create that kind of you know beauty it's probably the reason when we look at someone like bob ross or um mr rogers where we're like there's got to be something else going on you know Cause we because we assume the duality too cuz it's we, it's we, true uh, we've been kind of conditioned to it we have been you know it's it's really it's one of those things where um you know, back to your conspiracy, Hollywood's run by pedophiles. There it's is. like, you gotta be, it's it's almost like to be successful in the industry, you have to be the piece of shit, right? Yeah, like what it's a it, requirement. Now, that's that's much more far out than what I'm comfortable speculating I'm on. I'm not. You're certainly not. I'm not at all. <laughs> but there is that thing where, I, you know, I kind of wondered, like, if I were ever to be famous for whatever, you know, reason, if you get brought into some kind of room, they were like, all right, here's this kid. If you want to be in the club, if you really want to go far, mm-hmm. then you're going to have to do this weird fucking ritual this here. This weird thing, yeah. And then we know you're in. That's we know how you're they down. get them, Seth. It's a whole elite ring ran by just a few select families that have a few select organizations that I will not mention because I would like this podcast to be successful. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. What if the podcast does become successful and you get taken into a back room? Am what I? Am I hey, what are you going to do there, Jessica? So there's two questions. <laughs> am I the victim <laughs> in this situation? No, no. Fuck that. I am sorry. I am somebody that would. I know how I am. You're gonna have to kill me. All right. I'll probably be the one killing you, and then that's they'll be like, <laughs> you going out like, with me? That's they'll be like, okay, we've shown you've shown that you. Uh, <laughs> You're trustworthy because you just killed Do your Do I not have to do that? Can I just kill her instead? She's exactly. the crazy one. Like exactly. She's not going to be down for this, y'all. There is no amount of waterboard. and You don't know what she's... She's been through Lyme disease. You cannot rock her. You're not going to be able to torture her in the, anything. There's no, there's no level of torture you can get through. Yeah. Yeah, there is that. But that, that age thing... I mean, even back then... Look, if they released that song now... No one would be cool with that. No. No one would be cool with that. No. Back then, it's just like, oh, it's a Beatles song. At the same time, Woody Allen's making movies. I mean, that was around the same time. Oh, yeah. Woody Allen's making a movie where he's in love with a 17 year old. Little creepo. Woody Allen. Yeah. Look, he's done some great stuff. He has, little creepo. But uh, he's he's, he's lived a questionable life. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. No, I mean, not allegedly. Look, if you marry your fucking stepdaughter, <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. mm, don't do that. No, don't do that. Just don't do that. Exactly. Just ooh. But uh, I mean, Poe. Yeah. Married his cousin. Yeah. She was seven years old when they met. <laughs> I got seven. a I got a physical shiver at that one. Like whoa, whoa. whoa. Listen. I she think was, even by those standards, that was young. Even back then. Yeah. Let's let's just. <laughs> Listen. She was seven years old when they met. 
They married at 13 because he agreed to take in her mother, too, and support her mother. And oh, what a piece of shit. Her mother was on board, I guess. Of course yeah. she was. She got free room and board and didn't have to fuck the man to do it. <laughs> yeah. oh, whoa, that came <laughs> yeah, out really? real fast. Damn. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that girl was dead by 24. I would want to be dead by 24 in that life. But, you know, from the accounts that I've heard, um, apparently she was very much in love with him, too. Which is very She wasn't weird. in love with him. She Probably had Stockholm Syndrome. Right, yeah. Exactly. But, whew, it's not pleasant to think about. Why do old men actually fall for the shit that young women fall in love with them? Like, that... If you are 50, 60 years old, I guarantee you that 17-year-old is not attracted to you. I, I believe... Especially these men. The men that we're talking about is not like Brad Pitt, okay? Johnny Depp coming Yeah, but and okay, think about, think about Poe. He had rooms full of women swooning at the Raven. So it's not that hard to imagine... A 13-year-old. No, I could see... Yeah, I mean, like, I can see it with some things, but others... Like, no. By the way, I don't want to sound like I condone this at all. <laughs> right? Um, because this doesn't sound good. I'm just trying to take a, 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 you know, a devil's advocate type stance here just to kind of tease it out a little bit. Because I can't even pretend to be a devil's advocate on you, this. Not right now. You certainly can't. Burn them down! No. It, it, it really bothers me. It does me. It really bothers me. And we're just, we're at such a moment in the culture where this is such a problem. It is. And, you know, I, I think it even, you know, it, it certainly translates over into other things. I mean, we've mostly been talking about entertainment. You know, we've, we've talked about Einstein some, mm-hmm. but separating scientists from their research might also be important too, for the opposite type reason, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, you know, a study comes out and a study looks sound in certain ways, right? And then you find out who it was funded by. Right. Right. Because a, a really clever scientist can come up with a way to do a study in a certain way that looks like it's very good. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, when you find out, oh, you know, we're here to make things look good for this certain company. Right. Then you've got real big problems. Mm-hmm. And then someone who's not on the payroll goes and does another, you know, opposing study to it just to try and get the, you know, antagonistic view. And then Which, that one's put, there's money dumped into to bury that one because mm-hmm. it goes against whatever big company paid for the research to be done in the beginning. So the little pipsqueak one that did his independent research is never going to be seen. Right. So I think, you know, looking at it through that lens, it becomes a little easier to think about the entertainment lens too, right? So you take the comedy of Bill Cosby, Louis C.K., the music of John Lennon, the poetry of Edgar Allan Poe. Right. You look at all of those things. You look at the flaws in those people. Right. And you say that doesn't make their comedy or their art, whatever kind of art it may be, less moving. Right. Mm -hmm. Just like the, you know, the data from a scientist has to stand up on its own. Right. Right. Um, The art should stand on its own. The art should stand on its own. And the art does stand on its own. And it does with the people we're discussing. With the people we're discussing. But if you look at... Um, say that uh, New York Times article that we read about the uh, the painters, mm-hmm. right? Those people's art can never be extracted from you know the death, like that one woman who was pushed from the 
the balcony of their New York City apartment. Oh, yeah. Right? Or fell from. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> fell from. People, he was acquitted, In an aggressive manner. Yeah. <laughs> He was uh, he was acquitted, right? That rem- yeah, he was. That reminds me of that meme that it's, um, "Ma'am, you're under arrest," and it's me. Why? He died of natural car- causes. You pushed him off the balcony, ma'am. Gravity's natural. Exactly. Yeah. So, at some point, it certainly depends on the type of art that you make, too, right? So, we the, value are- different art differently. Like right. different mediums, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you, it, the the way that Louis C.K.'s comedy changed, right? Um, now he hasn't formally released anything since his scandal, right? But he did get something leaked, mm-hmm. and you know, as a caveat, this wasn't finished material. He was working things out in a club, right? But a whole set of his was released, and it was about some pretty risky shit. Ooh. Um, yeah, it was about like school shootings. Oh, okay. Right? Um, oh, that, that was that was a terrible. Oh, okay. yeah. Fine, fine. But so his. Do you remember when the Dave Chappelle special came out? Right. I've been a big fan of Dave Chappelle for a long With time. The comedy special or his like the, the most recent comedy thing. special that you and I talked about. That I did not enjoy. Yeah, you had a really hard time with it. I did, and, and that was really shocking to me because I grew up on the Chappelle show. Like, so did I. That was the thing that we had him on the DVDs and would sit and watch them. Over and over. Over and over. Because I was too poor right outside of high school, living with all my friends, to have cable. <laughs> so yeah. we just binge watched that crap before we knew so, it was been watching. Yeah. And you remember when I came over and I said, no, Dave Chappelle is a person who has repeatedly demonstrated a strength of character. Right. Right. And yeah. You were, you were helping me because I was viewing him like I would with that scrutiny lens of, okay, what truth is in these jokes? Yeah, we're we're in an era right now where things are so fucked up yeah. in so many ways that it's easy to jump off from that point initially, right? Because mm-hmm. it, especially with entertainers right now, it you is. feel like you can't you can't trust them to not be making a joke that's damaging in a way that you feel like you're in on if you appreciate. Right, it. you find and then you find out th- five years later that oh, that wasn't a joke. Yeah, so that's what happened to. Uh, that's what has happened with Louis C.K., not right. to Louis C.K. So, with Louis, he was making these terrible jokes for so long, but he was also like this, you know, people recognized him as like a great independent artist type guy because he was making movies too, you know, mm-hmm. like independent film He's type stuff. He's hilarious, man. He was, he was really funny. Yeah. Um, and when when you felt like you could trust the guy, you were like, oh yeah, this is easy to laugh at. Mm-hmm. But since all the allegations came out against him that he admitted were true, Right. Since then, he released, he didn't release, but he got leaked with his special. Well, the jokes that probably would have eventually culminated into a special. Right. He absolutely got crucified. Mm-hmm. Like, for, the, the for, trust just, is gone. for just making the same kind of jokes that he always did. Trust is gone. Yeah, the trust is completely yep. gone. So, you hear comics talking about it a lot. Um,. Look, in the context of Cosby and Weinstein and the other people who went down around the same time Louis did, what Louis did was infinitely more not, um, I'm trying to pick my words very carefully. It wasn't as aggressive as others. It wasn't as aggressive and it wasn't... It wasn't as depraved. Yeah, It it wasn't wasn't as long-lasting too. He didn't have that just fucking scroll of people. You know, right. Yeah, it happened to me and 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 me. 
Yeah, really, yeah. the timing of his thing, I think, is what caused him to take the hit as hard as he did. Right. Right. Because that was right in the throes. I mean, right when Me Too was hitting hitting ahead. I think you know? also because of his controversial <laughs> nature beforehand. He was always controversial right. and people loved it. Yeah. And that's that's what was happening when the set got leaked. People said, this is not the Louis we've always known and loved. And it absolutely is. He's always done that. He's always said things that are way over the line. And you're like, oh, it's Louis. He says things that are way over right. the line. And he's, we know he's joking. And that's what you said about Chappelle. You, I, I was telling you, I was like, no, I remember Chappelle being much more, for lack of better term, woke. I mean, I hate that term. But, you know, yeah. like, enlightened and more on point and just, he was always on the edge in my head. But he was always on the, like, one of the good guys bringing out the bad guys kind of thing. And in that special, I didn't feel like that. No, I think... And you told me, you were like, no, you just... He's always been like this. You're just seeing it through today's lens instead of remembering who he was. Mm-hmm. Well, I think... Right now, he's much more interested in in examining the way that the culture's moving. Yeah. Right? And he always was doing that. Yeah, he right? was. He's always been one to shine a light on what's going on. Right. And back back then, you know, he was having... You know, an absolute field day pointing out racism. Oh, yeah. You know, and now he he's not condemning people of, you know, other sexualities or anything. He's just making jokes. See, a, that wasn't what bothered me. Oh, I know what bothered me. I didn't you. think that bit was funny. Yeah. Like, that was part of it was that he just wasn't making me laugh like he used to. But the female stuff's what got me. Like, well, okay, so in the, in that joke, did you notice, right? The the thing that you were outraged about was when he said there's nothing more, there's nothing more, less intimidating than a man who is sitting in front of two people with cum all over his chest, mm-hmm. right? He didn't say there's nothing less intimidating than a man who just started masturbating in front of people. Okay, I see what you're saying. Right. But still, that, even if you walked into a room, okay, as a woman... Even as a man, I would think it would be awkward, but whatever. <clears throat> as a woman in a room and there is a man that just has come all over him. I don't care what the fuck he looks like. Look, I'm walking out. That's <laughs> you not know? a comfortable situation. Yeah. It's not a comfortable situation and it's not a situation anyone should be put in. It's not. It's not right? something that you should, that should be ever even in. What the fuck were you thinking? Like, what was he thinking? Like, who thinks these things are good decisions? At what point in someone's mind does it become justifiable to whip your dick out in front of somebody, touch somebody, drug somebody, put your will upon somebody else just because you see them weaker? Who the fuck do they think they are? I think in Louis's case, it was much more... To me, the way it all plays out, it seems like it's much more about shame on his part, right? He gets off on the shame of it. Have your weird fetish in your <clears throat> fucking home where it belongs. Okay? Yes, absolutely. I don't give a shit if you want to hang from the rafters screaming like a monkey while a jackhammer's going up your asshole. I really don't care. Right. Don't bring it to my bedroom. Yeah, yeah. I we've mean, certainly, we've certainly gotten off topic a little bit, though. Well, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, but I, I do think that's certainly... I mean, it's it's certainly in the realm of what we're saying, but you know, if we're teasing apart, you know, what makes the jokes the jokes, yeah. right? Um, 
his his art can't be viewed the same way now. Well, okay, so if we're talking about that and circling it back to our actual topic, <laughs> mm-hmm. so someone like Picasso, okay, underage models, nude, didn't have a great reputation for being the friendliest of person. Yeah. But also one of the things people really love about Picasso now is how fucked up he was. Right. People really freak, like, people are really, they're like, I'm into Picasso because he was crazy fucked up. He was crazy fucked up. Yeah. And that's that's an interesting thing because it's it's sort of the opposite of what we have with these other people, right? People don't like listening to Bill Cosby anymore because they can't not think that he was just raping people. Do you think maybe it has to do with time that's passed too? A lot, yeah. And also, I think knowing it was in a different time. Yeah, and also like you didn't. So, like, okay, so we saw the Cosby thing unfolding. We've seen Weinstein unfolding. We've seen all of these people we've spoke about, Michael Jackson, allegedly, R. Kelly, allegedly, whatever. Um, Do you think that since the revelation, the discovery of how terrible these people are didn't happen to us, so we never had that trust in them, we never had that kind of camaraderie because they weren't somebody of our time so maybe it goes to that's a great point yeah that's a great point because i never how it's yeah, discovered we never spent the time eagerly awaiting picasso's next piece no we didn't right poe was long gone before we ever right thought about existing mm-hmm. um yeah cosby i did CK, look forward to the next R. kelly show. michael jackson mm-hmm. all of these people are all people we yeah contemporarily really care about yeah and i mean it's absolutely listen when when the louis thing came out i was devastated because i loved that guy i was just, just like cosby just like cosby yeah. i was really really upset about that yeah and i was i was just waiting to find out it wasn't true but you're just not right? him man not <clears throat> exactly not him, not him. and yeah. you know i think that's a big part of why so many people now are so just dying to minimize it mm-hmm. right I mean, it's it's probably even sound like sounded, you know, a bit like I have during this podcast, you know, and you know, again, let me reiterate, I've largely been playing the devil's advocate on a lot of this because Jessica's just not going to be able to. I can't. Right? I can't fake um, this one at all. There's yeah. no way I could. Yeah, I understand. And look, I condemn, you know, all of these actions that we've talked about as as, as heartily as possible. Oh yeah, I mean, even before we were talking and. and you know, before we started recording, you're going just as high up on your soapbox as I am, and you're yes, this is deplorable. I can't yeah, believe this. We really, we were, we were kind of whipping ourselves up into a feminist. We sure just to were. Do this. We were getting fired <laughs> yeah. up, man. But um, I yeah, I really want people to know that. <laughs> yeah, you're good. I'll, um, this feminist vouches for you. You're good. Yeah. So I really, really love that point of. They they weren't people that we were watching it with, right? Um, Maybe it feels more personal to us. It feels very. Personal. It does. I mean, it feels extremely personal. I can remember. Okay, so the one that really was the first one that blew my mind was the Michael Jackson allegations, because he was Michael Jackson. He was fucking Michael Jackson, <laughs> yeah, the man. biggest superstar ever. Like I grew up with all of that, which I'm sure everybody did. I you can have remember to. 
Oh my God, the day that I found the vinyl thriller album at a thrift store, you would have thought I found a fucking golden ticket. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, look, that, there's Thrill. nothing like there's nothing like that album. There's nothing there's like that. Nothing like there's nothing that. like that song. And even that, but the crazy thing is, I can still listen to Thriller. I can too. I can still listen now. <clears throat> you know what? I might not have been able to right then. If I was as old as I am now, and all of that came out about Michael Jackson, then. There was a long time I couldn't listen to him. Yeah. Because, so, and that's probably the age difference, because it was more pivotal for my generation. Mm-hmm. That was a really big deal, like huge deal. I can remember watching um, one of the trials where he got acquitted. I can remember that. I remember that. that. I remember that. I was, I mean, I was young, but I remember seeing it. Yeah. I wasn't, um, I was young, but I wasn't that young. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you got a, a good 10 years on me. Yeah. So, I mean, you were probably a teenager, right? Yeah, I was. Probably so, about a teen. Yeah. Yeah, I was. And it was happening to kids my age at the time, too. That was the right. that was the thing that really, really got me. And maybe that's why a lot of this I have such strong passions about um, happening to women and the ones that it was children when I was a child at that age. Like R. Kelly, I was the same age as Aaliyah when she got big and he married her at 15. Right. Like, I remember that. I remember MTV coming on and breaking the news that they had gotten married and she had forged um, documents saying she was 18. I mean, it's horrific. It is horrific. And seeing that, I mean, I think the Michael Jackson kids were younger, especially in that, um, what's that documentary that just came out? Uh, Escape, Leaving Neverland? Escaping yeah, Leaving Neverland. Neverland. One of one of the kids was actually talking about he had been the kid mm-hmm. for a long time, and when he turned like twelve, thirteen, you know, started hitting puberty, kind of. Then, that's when he started getting pushed to the side for this new kid in town. Right. So, hell, that would have been more my age, right? But I was I was still too young. The younger one, yeah. Um, when they were on there. When I watched that, there was, at one point, they said their age, and I realized that they were my same age. One right. Of them. Yeah. It's, it's nasty. It's nasty. But, you know, I can listen to Thriller again. Have you watched that whole thing? Oh, I've watched it. Oh, that oh. was hard. That was it hard was hard. But, let me tell you, as soon as that bass hits. Thriller. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really, really... I think what's what's going to be most important, uh, especially in this day and age. It, look, things aren't going to. There's there's no putting the genie back in the bottle. No, point. we're going to find out more and more. I right. strongly believe that there is going to be such because there are so many people working right now, especially to uh, disclose Hollywood. Mm-hmm. There are so many big players. Alyssa Milano's got her podcast she just started, uh, Sorry Not Sorry. Um, and Corey's doing it, and um, Ashton Kutcher is doing a lot of stuff. There was another big player, too, that I can't think of right off the top of my head. But I think we're going to see a lot more of these, not even Me Too, I think we're going to see a lot more of the pedophilia come out. I really do. No, probably. Um, but it's going to be like that for everyone. Yeah. Right? So, one thing that does concern me, um, and I do think it's dying down a bit now, but, um, so you look at, 
mm, the Aziz Ansari one. Did you do you remember that? No, I don't. So he went on a date with this woman. They went back to his apartment. She was giving him a blowjob, I think. Um, and then I guess he wanted to get more aggressive, mm-hmm. right? She said no. They stopped. Um, they went back to it for a while. They started back the same way they were. He started trying to turn it up again because I guess that's what he was into. Yeah. Right? Which, with the right person, that's fine. Right. Um, she said no. He stopped. She left. And then she went and, you know, wrote, like, an article about it. Right? Now, that's... That's kind of shady. It's kind of shady, right? So, I think... It would depend... Okay, so, in that situation, it would depend upon the level of aggression in which someone's trying to convince me to do this act. The level of wit of protest protesting I'm having to do to see like that's that's a yeah. fine line, man. So so I don't remember it exactly, right? But she wrote it up in quite a bit of detail. Yeah. All right. And a lot of pretty noteworthy feminists came out saying you're hurting the cause. Mm. Yeah. So I think about that and I think about people as they as they age, people, you know, who are growing up in this sort of social media time yeah right um people who everyone's got uh, a much bigger inflated sense of importance than they used to mm-hmm. i think because everyone is thinking that they have an audience you know everyone wants to feel a little bit famous yeah by putting up whatever they're putting up on facebook you know twitter instagram all these all these fucking awful platforms mm-hmm. um and as people rise up you know say something from any small town as they rise up, I think there's going to be a lot of instances of that awkward teenage, you know, early sexual experience that came out where people didn't, you know, it's, it's, these talks about cons- affirmative consent didn't really properly start happening until very recently. It wasn't right? around when I was look, starting when I, out. Look, I, <laughs> I was, I didn't hear a damn thing about that no. until I was in college, right? It was still, guys still thought no meant try harder. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, right? it doesn't. And look, and I grew up. I grew up in a, a family of mostly women, mm-hmm. right? I've been around mostly women my whole life, so I think I've been lucky enough to have <laughs> the perspective of females very, very present in my life. Yeah, you have. So that might just kind of be luck, mm-hmm. right? Because there are a lot of people who grow up thinking no means try harder. It does. Yeah, and. That doesn't mean that they're monsters if they've never heard the other thing, right? No, once once you know, right, once you've grown up, once you get a little bit of a fucking bit of experience in you, right? You don't think, like, I beg to differ on that one. What, okay, think about, like... So, okay, let me, let me explain all right, this. go ahead. Okay, so, <clears throat> because I am assuming, because I know you, you are not a man that has ever physically imposed himself onto a woman. Oh, I couldn't imagine it. Okay. So, you've never been in that situation from that end. So, as a woman that has been in situations like that, you cannot tell me with the visceral reaction that happens to a woman in those situations, regardless of if she freezes up or if she screams and yells bloody murder, mm-hmm. there is a energy and a change in you that has to register with that other person. I just, even if you have not been taught that 
no doesn't mean try harder. There's a certain way you say no that should be the stopping point. And certainly, it's not for certainly, some. Certainly. So I don't right? think it's I don't, an education I don't thing. With you at all on that. I don't think it's an education thing. I do think there there is a little bit of a cultural problem with it, though. Okay? Because you think about where we live. We live right in the Southern Bible Belt. Right. Okay? Women aren't and supposed to enjoy sex. We're supposed to be coy. We're supposed to be hard to get. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's absolutely a thing with a lot of girls, even now. Mm-hmm. And it's a much more liberated time, even from when I was a teenager. Yeah. Right? Um, 12 years ago... A coy no. Men a maybe. Men a maybe. Mm-hmm. To, uh, from a lot of girls. Yeah. A lot. Right? And that still hasn't quite died out. You know? From a lot of girls. Yeah. And look, you get some, you know, testosterone juiced up 14 year old. You know, they're not thinking the way, you know, they're not thinking like they should already. Right. right? And I think a, a lot of people will look back once they get a little bit older and they'll be like, man, I really wish I had done that differently. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, maybe they go on to have a little bit of success in some way. And then that girl comes out, maybe she, and and look, I'm not putting the slightest bit of blame on the girl here. Right. But that girl comes out because she knows, you know, she's got, maybe she's got a little bit of an Instagram following. Right. And she knows she can get, more mm-hmm. if she starts throwing stuff around. Yeah. I mean, that's that's absolutely been something that's kind of happened already. I understand what you're saying. It's the downside of the Me Too movement, the mm-hmm. where it's been weaponized for something evil. But at the same time, you have that with everything. Anything good is going to be weaponized by some marginalized group of people. Exactly. It's going to. I feel that this is one of the instances in which... Not only, so we need to trust women and believe women when they come forward and children, especially children, because the statistic is that a child, that it's 80% of the time that a child reports sexual abuse, that it is truly happening. Right. They do not have the capacity to make these things up. They just don't. Especially very small children. Exactly. Especially when sex has not been introduced, when there is no basis for what sexual acts are, a child should not be able to describe a sexual act. Assume it's happening. Now, I understand this is kind of the gray area with the movement is where you have no witnesses in most of these situations. Right. It's sometimes been several years since the incident um climate has changed maybe hindsight is obviously 2020 at the same time just because there's been a few bad apples i don't think we should roast the whole movement hell no i certainly not there's also a netflix show called um unbelievable Mm mm-hmm And it is, the case that was happening in that was actually taking place when I lived in Washington State and right where it happened. Happened in Lakewood and I lived in Lakewood. Where a young, there was a rape, a serial rapist out that would break into people's houses and rape the women and leave. Um, Mm -hmm. Taking pictures, he had like this MO, right? Well, this young girl comes forward that is in the foster care system, just got out of it actually. And 
says, you know, this happened to me too. And she's having to retell this story over and over again to these men police officers that don't believe her because they're trying to piece together the truth, so to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of choosing to believe someone, they put her through all of this turmoil where she actually ends up redacting her statement, which actually happens more times than not. They didn't... I mean, even here, yeah. there's a big problem with that. You know, the city of Memphis famously, um, a few years ago, it was found out that like, you know, 90% or something of the rape kits have gone untested. had never gotten processed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... A, absolutely absurd it really is it's deplorable it, it absolutely <laughs> in, in no uncertain terms that is failing the women of this nation on such a level y'all that it, and i shouldn't have to i mean and i feel like this shouldn't have to be said it shouldn't and you shouldn't have to justify and call to action and tell somebody that that's somebody's mother that's someone's sister that's someone's wife girlfriend whatever it's just a fucking person Exactly. And it shouldn't happen to him. It should happen to no one. Mm-hmm. I got up on a soap. I knew I was look, going to. I knew you were. Look, I've I been knew looking I was forward going to, to. I've been looking forward to it. <laughs> Honestly. It's. Oh, this, this, this episode was tailor made for you. Yeah, it was. This was good. <laughs> um, yeah, it really. It, it lets you get on, on that soapbox. I don't think you get to do very publicly. I don't very publicly. Yeah. No, I, I've, I've been enjoying it. Yeah, I make a point to try to stay more um neutral on a lot of topics i don't talk out about social problems as much um my speaking out is pretty much limited just to lyme disease because that's where my focus is so it's actually kind of fun to yeah i mean you like yelling at people on dating apps i love yelling at people (laughs) on dating apps those stupid idiots those stories are so great those those stories are not great damn it it, seth every time i come here (laughs) when you tell me the story Look, I'm sorry that happened, but the way you tell the story is always fucking hysterical. <laughs> Looking at my phone, the, listen, silly boy. The way the way that that you just won't take the shit I on any level is so so fun to me. So fun to watch. You just ever because, kissed a girl? Well, not for the pleasure of a man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's fantastic. Just can't. I I have no chill for it. None. No, you shouldn't, and you shouldn't. None. Look, I, look, I don't I even every, apologize for it. I don't even give shit. No, I want every girl to 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 have, you know, <laughs> that that because it needs to be given back like that. It does. You know, I told you the story of someone very close to me when I first got here, who just this week was lured somewhere mm-hmm. under the pretenses of a group hangout, a group hangout, mm-hmm. and it was just a girl being lured to a place with. To hang out with a guy who is trying to trick her into going to, on a date. <sighs> that is, so, if you, if you ever hear this, dude, fuck you. Like, <laughs> hey, honestly, you, buddy. Honestly, fuck I really you. don't fucking wish you the best. No. And anyone who ever does that, I really mm-hmm. like. I hope you die in a fucking fire. Mm-hmm. That's probably the only group I would hope get Lyme disease. <laughs> Pedophile I mean, and rapist. Yeah, they can get Lyme. I'm okay with that. Yeah, then you're the activist for them. No, okay, I'm not okay with because I am yeah, not advocating what for those people. That's what happens. They need to just get, like, some dick rot off disease. I need you to work on that, Seth. <laughs> you want me to develop yeah, that? Yeah, I need, I, need, I need a disease developed of dick Ooh, rot off disease. That doesn't, that doesn't sound like <laughs> ethical. <laughs> that doesn't sound like ethical work. <laughs> I don't give a flying fuck. It's ethical on some levels. To some people, we would be a hero. Yeah. So, anyway, right? Trying to come to some sort of a conclusion here. <laughs> Attempting. <laughs> right. 
we we've named off a lot of examples. We have. Um, and it does seem that with time, we're able to begin to separate the artist from the work, and we don't think the world is worse off. Right. For appreciating Poe, you know, recognizing the achievements of Einstein, Picasso, Picasso, you know, all of these people. Hemingway's so, drunken ass. <laughs> Hemingway's drunken ass. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I I have a a picture of this whiskey glass mm-hmm. that I really really want. That just says it's it's a Hemingway quote. It says, "I never hesitate to open a bottle of good whiskey or to kiss a beautiful woman." Mm. And I'm like, when I think about, I'm like, that's a very romantic notion. And then I think about, oh God, Hemingway. Yeah, if doing? we if we think about that quote in the parameters of this episode, I know. <laughs> hmm, I know. Sounds awful similar to the grabbing by the pussy president. It certainly kind of does. Um, but all all these people. And all their great artistic contributions, because I mean, look, as as fucked up as R. Kelly allegedly is, allegedly is Ooh, that that's man, a sick puppy. That man has put out some damn good music. He has. God. He has been he has been a part of so much music we don't even realize he's a part yeah, of. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is an artist to the fucking bone. But still, like, okay, and maybe in time it'll be something you know where we can appreciate it. I have a really hard time listening to I Believe I Can Fly and not hearing, like, I Believe I Can Piss All Over Your Face. Like, <laughs> yeah. I got an oh, issue. That's where it is right now. Yeah. Look, I, can, I even have trouble listening to old Louis C.K. that I loved. Yeah. Right? Back then? I mean, that's just how it is. Hmm. Um, I do think... Especially going forward, like I say, these things aren't going to stop happening. No, they're not. It's just going to keep happening, and there's there's going to necessarily be this this hard dividing line. I mean, because we've already kind of had a little bit of it in this show, right? With me playing devil's advocate here mm-hmm. again, again, guys. <laughs> playing, <laughs> I'm on, playing. I'm on the team. <laughs> um, but even with that, right? There will continually be these instances coming out of, I mean, even new artists, mm-hmm. people who have great potential. Old heroes. People, people who haven't yet come up and people who have been around forever. Yeah. Right. We absolutely are going to, we're going to have to start being able to tease it apart because I think it's. Do it's we going, have to though? See, it's, it's a, it's a fucking hard thing to parse out because I, I'm, I'm like you, I don't want to support shitty people right right i don't want to give a person more power who's a piece of shit right to hurt more i, I don't people. want to do that right but i also don't want to deprive the world of the next edgar Allan poe right and see i don't know if like that's a real ethical dilemma it's very that's hard. the the um what's that philosophical thing where you're on a plane you're on a train and you have to choose the track either you run over 10 people on this side of the track and yeah and you save the world or you allow the 10 people on your you know the whatever people on your train to die and derail so is it you do it for the greater good or do you do it to save the select few like no what is it listen okay if Let's say this, all right? We we get the new Edgar Allan Poe, okay? The the Raven comes out in, you know, today's version of it, mm-hmm. okay? 
Look, I'm a, I'm a Harry Potter nerd. Let's say J.K. Rowling gets in trouble. Okay, we can we can okay. theorize. Let's say J.K. Rowling gets in trouble and she's writing the next generation of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, if J.K. Rowling has done something terrible, okay, or J.K. Rowling's male equivalent, let's. I, I don't want this to seem like I'm just flipping it onto a woman, <laughs> right? Yeah. But I I just thought of Harry Potter. Or Martin. I'm, George or George. Or, Perfect, because he looks like he a fucking does creep. look like it. <laughs> Ooh, buddy! Hey, no hate, George. No but, hate at all. Mad but, respect, Joe. You know, as long as you're not a perv and a uh, pedophile. Yeah, look, when they remake Game of Thrones after you finish it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm on board because D and D go to hell. <laughs> um, uh, so George R. R. Martin looks like he could be. He does. I mean, um, I would so, walk on the other side of the street. Yeah, look, if something comes out about him. Fuck him, okay? Mm-hmm. Let him, let him face the music. Yeah. Okay. Don't go easy on him because he's George R. R. No. Martin. Okay. That doesn't mean we can't have Game of Thrones version two. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It sounds like you're awful worried and already like, guys, look. If he does turn out to be it, can we still have Game of Thrones too? Really want this to happen. But but really, right? Okay. Next next generation Harry Potter. If it was, let's say, okay, for the sake of argument, it gets written. It's just as good as the original books, if not better. Okay. Oh. That good. Mm-hmm. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, the first three have come out, and then we find out. J.K. Rowling was Jeffrey Epstein's uh, partner. <laughs> Put her ass in a fucking cage. Yeah. Okay. Do it. Am I still gonna watch Harry Potter? Probably. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay. If hate to she say can it. still write, listen, she can still write. <laughs> I mean, I really hate to admit it. She can it. still write from prison. No, she can't. Right? No, I draw the line there. Can you? I draw the line there? Look, she doesn't get any of the money. So that talks like, okay, so they actually have an act that they had to pass in Congress where serial killers could not make money on their art from prison. So mm-hmm. I wonder if that is just like, if it, I don't know the specifics of it. I just remember it being cited um, in that killer documentary thing. Right. Um, but I don't think it's even allowed for him to do that. Yeah, they can certainly make art from prison. They can make it, but she couldn't make money on it, so maybe. I don't I mean, know. If it, if it could I think be I released. would still have a problem. I don't know. See, it's hard. That is that is hard. It's very it is hard. hard. And it's like a very saying, del- these things are going dilemma. to keep happening. Right. Right. And if at the slight because right now we're we're at a point in culture which you know has has become necessary, right? It's become necessary just to get the awareness up that it's very harsh. Right. Right. There will be the people who keep it that way. Mm-hmm. And it depends on who winds up at the top of the, the power structures as to how hard they'll be going after artists in the future. Yeah. Right? Um, how many other people get Epstein suicide? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Epstein shot twice in the committed back of their suicide. Head. <laughs> look, look, you know, I don't fuck too much with conspiracies, but that one, it's hard not Dude, to. Dude, the one that really gets me is I don't even remember who it was. Right off the top of my head, but he had information about someone that rides with Schmittens, and um, Schmittens. Yeah, the Schmittens. All right, I'll ask you after. <laughs> uh, remind with, rhyme with, the Blintons. Oh, okay. Rhymes with, <laughs> sounds <laughs> okay. like. 
Yeah. Okay. You following me? And it had information on them about to come out about something and um, killed himself by two amazing blows to the back of his head with the hammer. Oh, yes. I've heard I'm about not this. really sure how I've that happened. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, we better not. <laughs> we better we have not. no information on said family. <laughs> we have no information on anything. We know nothing. <laughs> so, look, you know, we, we've had this discussion. We are, we're still fighting with this. You know, I, honestly, I would love, really love to hear from the community on this. I'm curious right? to see what our, anyone, where everybody falls with it. Yeah. yeah. Any, anyone who's seeing something that we're failing to raise. Yeah. Right. I, I'm, I really, really, really want to hear from people. You know, I'm a, you know, I run the Twitter, you're in the Facebook. Just, you know, talk to us. Reach out. Let's hear yeah. what they have uh, to say. The, the handles will be in the show notes. Yeah. As so. always. Right. Well, <laughs> this has been a, a an episode. This has been a great episode. Yeah. I've been pumped up, so I'm pretty yeah. psyched. Well, look, everyone be safe out there. Uh, we look forward to talking to you next time. See you next time, guys. You've been sitting here uh, practicing for a TED Talk for what seems like 10 minutes. It's already awkward. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of liking it. I think we've just about reached our time. I think we have. So, all right, everybody, go out there, get the information you need. We We have no information on said family. We have no information on anything. We know nothing. (laughs) Uh, We look forward to talking to you next time. See you next time, guys.